By the time you get this recording, my five listeners, the East Palestine train derailment tragedy is going to be a thing of the past. It's going to be kind of a footnote that won't have much discussion. But I wanted to wait a little bit longer to see where the story was going to go, and really, everybody disappointed. I think everybody, everybody got it wrong. Everyone got it wrong. Some I expected to get it wrong because they have their political reasonings, and others... I didn't expect to get it wrong because, you know, the doomsday culture of of today in social media is just beyond saving. And so the as we know, you know, the East Palestine suffered from this terrible derailment that allowed for all these chemicals to sprout up in the air and it turns out that this is a result of all these warnings from the railroad work railroad workers that were going to go on strike and then the government basically didn't let them go on strike and of course their warnings that were heeded (laughs) they came true they prophesied that this was going to happen and it did happen and in spades too because this was not the only derailment that happened in the united states in the past in during that like time period so as a result of that, and of, of course the Trump administration infamously rolled back on all these restrictions, which allowed for these giant corporations making billions of dollars from these rail lines to profit with lots of danger. You know, gambling constantly with people's lives while profiting. And a mixture of things led to that incident. Multiple administrations were involved. But... I say that everybody gets this wrong because we can start with the media not even reporting on the story. They didn't report on the story for a while. It actually took social media to rise up and complain about it. And this wasn't, this isn't even necessarily like a right-wing thing. <laughs> like every once in a while, there, there are stories, incidents, there are laws that gets bipartisan support. from the media, like leftist media and like your right-wing media. And then even those that are progressive and even those that are conservative, progressives and conservatives were equally concerned that this story was being underreported. Of course, the conservatives, because the incident happened in rural Ohio, you know, very Republican, very Trump-friendly state. And of course, the progressives that were fighting for the strike to happen and it didn't happen. Uh, They were fighting for these corporations to do a better job of providing safety for the workers. They complained about this story as well. So this wasn't a one-sided affair, but it was an underreported story. And luckily, you know, thanks to social media hyping up the story. I mean, I don't mean to say that in a positive context. A lot of tragedy happened. Tens of thousands of animals died. And now there's chemicals in the air that may cause danger, you know, for years to come. It finally makes its way to media, and then a weird thing happened. All of a sudden, the blame game starts getting shifted. The media went completely, you know, got really angry at Buttigieg when they didn't even ask him questions about the incident for like a good week. For like an entire week as the story was unfolding in social media, nobody was talking to Pete Buttigieg about it. And I don't like the guy. He's not my guy. He secretly, I think, is going to be the Democrats' pick for the 2024 election if DeSantis wins, but that's another story. But he's not my guy, but 
blaming him and getting mad at him when you guys had a week to ask him questions about it, it's a very weird thing. Like, well, they started asking, like, well, why isn't he there? Why isn't he there, com- you know, confronting the company? Why isn't he there trying to help the poor, the poor people that live there? Guys, you didn't ask him for a week about the incident. Like, you were worried about this now? You weren't worried about this before. And, of course, the right wing... You know, of course, you know, your Fox News crew, they jumped all aboard this. Like, oh, where's Buttigieg? How dare he not go to the, you know, go to the site? It was an easy layup for the Republican Party because of the way the story panned out. Because of the way the story was being covered. And now they were able to do the whole, well, the media is not covering this story. It took them forever to cover this story. Which actually was true. But, of course, you know, the political points. They decide to start banking in. And then, worst of all, Donald Trump decided to fly all the way over there and decided to be there and started asking, oh, where's Joe Biden? When Biden was out in Ukraine lending his support during the one-year anniversary of Russia invading, you know, trying to fully invade Ukraine. And it was an easy layup. It was an easy layup. It was a dumb layup. And this is where another faction gets it wrong. And I have seen this a lot. Like some of the uh, progressives, some of the leftists on uh, social media started like, this is such an easy victory for the Republican Party. Such an easy win. Biden, this was a layup. Why weren't you there? started asking the same questions that right-wing media was asking, and it's so stupid. Are you telling me that Donald Trump, who already won that region, who already has his fan base over there, making his way over there, giving out hats and expired water, and going to McDonald's is an easy win? Like, are we serious? Is it really that, like, are we serious here? Is really, this is a victory? This is a win. Honestly, guys, the very man that rolled back on restrictions that helped cause the disaster is scoring points here. No, he's claim he's basically going back to claim territory that was already his. Joe Biden could have come could have shown up with the battered and bruised corpse of the CEO of the train of the train company that derailed and blew and blew up and sent all those chemicals up in the air he could have brought that body he could have dragged them by you know <laughs> by the tie by the necktie and he Biden still would get criticized Joe Biden showing up still would have received criticism Joe Biden would have gotten like thousands of people protesting his appearance there if he had decided to show up at around the same time as Donald Trump. Donald Trump could have shown up there before the accident, during the accident, after the accident, and the reception would have been the same. That is his territory. So for these pundits to suddenly start waving the white flag and be like, it's over, abandoned ship! over what was a simple layup it's ridiculous you guys are smarter than this like the majority report whatever you're called you know Hassan like you guys are smarter than this what are we doing what are we doing but then another one gets the story wrong and that's Joy Bahar from The View 
she gets it wrong because she's like, well, the citizens deserve this because they voted for Trump. I don't like that reasoning at all. I think that is a completely inappropriate way to read that story. A completely inappropriate way. Even if there are fragments of truth in the way that certain people vote, that is still the most inappropriate thing to say because children don't vote. I want to say in Ohio, felons don't vote. And thanks to voter suppression and thanks to how rural and how far away things can be, there are certain people that just do not vote that would not have voted for this. That's a very inappropriate thing she said. So even people on my side of the fence on, you know, politically are getting it wrong and are saying all the wrong things. You don't say, like, nobody deserves tragedy. Like, I don't wish it on most of my worst enemies here. Nobody deserves tragedy. Nobody deserves their entire town to get fucked up because a train company decided to become cheap and decided to bypass safety. All right? That, that these sort of things, that, that's, that's an inappropriate thing to say. All right? Like, Florida is a deep red state, and I still wish... I still wish my maggots... I still wish my uh, my Republican colleagues that are living in this state... I still wish them the best. I don't wish them that a tragedy, an environmental disaster happens in their town. I don't wish that. Most of the areas that got hardest hit by... You know the hurricane that just passed by last year. A lot of it was in red, was in red territory. I don't, I don't wish that. I don't wish for an entire like town to drown. Uh, there's an area I visit all the time in South Florida. It's Lauderdale by the Sea. That's a very Trumpian territory. There's a couple gift shops over there that sells a lot of Trump stuff, and their pier, which was owned by a, uh, I want to say a Turkish immigrant. Turkish or Greek immigrant um, he owns the pier and he also was very MAGA was very Donald Trump and he lost the pier the pier got destroyed I don't wish that on him I, I don't wish that damage on him so that's a very inappropriate thing that Joy said so Joy gets it wrong so what's the list right now so the media got it wrong the right wing media as expected eventually got it wrong and left-wing media's reaction to Trump showing up, they get it wrong. Joy Bahar's reaction gets it wrong. Pete Buttigieg also gets it wrong because, yeah, he should have shown. He should have shown up. He should have at least been there from the beginning because it was, it was an underreported story. And I feel like, you know, Buttigieg is uh, he's part of a crew of people, you know, that has that small town charm that has that sensibility that he knows that there are regions of the United States, you know, in your flyover regions, your forgotten regions that has been underrepresented, that has been underrepresented historically, especially this century. And it would have been a very easy thing for him to show up like within a couple days. I don't know where he was at the time. I'm pretty sure he was not in Ukraine. So he should have shown up, should have made the, should have made the trek there. Because I want to say that somebody like Mayor Pete would have gotten a better response in East Palestine than, say, Joe Biden. Because, of course, the way politics is so polarizing, they still probably would have, you know, still would have protested him. But there would have been less protest if, you know, Buttigieg had shown up immediately. And Buttigieg did eventually show up. 
But he also gets it wrong for that. And he also gets it wrong because on these interviews, he's talking about how, you know, Trump rolled back some of these restrictions that allowed for this to happen, which is true. But then he's calling for Trump to be like, hey, well, support me, Trump. You know, Trump, then you should support what we're doing. You should support the, you know... You should support the notion that we're bringing back these restrictions, bringing back these obstacles for these giant corporations. Donald Trump should not be in politics at all. So inviting him to this conversation is ridiculous because that man should be in prison. He should be under the prison. Lest we forget everything that he tried to do on January 6th, you know, 2021, and all of a sudden you're inviting him on a conversation. No, he. you should not involve him at all politically. The best way to get rid of him is just not involve him into anything ever again. It's the best way to get rid of him. Because he still remains a dangerous threat. There's like, you know, anti-Semitism has been on the rise. Anti, uh, Anti-Latino sentiment has been on the rise, you know, exponentially. And now the anti-China, anti-Asian behavior is also on the rise. And this has all been happening under the white supremacist Uprising that has started with Donald Trump's campaign. We should not be engaging in conversation with this person. So he gets it wrong. Joe Biden. <laughs> I don't think he gets it wrong. Like, could he have visited there? Of course. But Joe Biden, you know, politically savvy, he knows that even if he were to show up there, he would have still been criticized for it because it did happen under his watch, even if it was not technically his fault. He still would have been criticized for it. So what's the point? He's better off going over to Ukraine and commemorating the one-year anniversary because that is one of the more important global events going on. Because it's a weird thing because news moves so fast, but... If Russia invades Ukraine successfully and has Ukrainian territory, the whole land, he's like, Putin's not going to stop there. And I feel like people are forgetting that the main prize is not just Ukraine. It's more than that. It's beyond that. Because what happens if Putin has Ukraine? He's still next to NATO. He is still going to complain that the United States and the EU and NATO is still too close to his land. Why are we forgetting this? So a lot of people got this wrong. The East Palestine story and the reaction, a lot of, a lot of people got it wrong. A lot of people on social media got it wrong. A lot of people on television media got it wrong. It's It sucks. And it's a consequence of the polarized way that the news is being reported and the polarized way that the news, that politics is being discussed. As I've said, historically, you can check the tape. I think the United States, the people living within these borders, are a lot more united in way more issues than you know, these pundits would like for you to believe. Because as I've said, this the only reason the East Palestine thing even happened was because both the left, the far left wing and both the far right wing both complained about this, about the underreporting of the story simultaneously at around the same time. So there was a concern. There was a legitimate concern for this small town. 
Because as I've said, the small town does not deserve an environmental disaster happening in their backyard because of corporate greed. Even if that small town overwhelmingly voted for the president who rolled back on these restrictions and helped cause this disaster. They still don't deserve that. Because, you know, the electoral college forces this two-party system. It forces you to choose one or the other. It forces your hand. And yes, Biden was the overwhelmingly better candidate in the 2020 election. And Hillary was the overwhelmingly better candidate in 2016. But the way the politics is shaped, the way Fox News runs its things, it paints the other side, like your Biden side, as the enemy and as the potential danger of everything you love. And it forces people into this box. You don't get to choose between, like, five to six legitimately good candidates. You're forced to pick between two that survived the dumb primary process, and these are the results. If Hillary had won in 2016, does that disaster still happen? Probably. So... Even if Trump rolled back on the on you know on the sanctions and the restrictions and all that fun jazz on all the even if he rolled back on all the obstacles, still probably happens because this is a very extreme capitalist society, and money is valued over health and over people, so it probably still happens. So that's why Bahar was completely out of line when she said the things that she said, and I. Sadly, I know that she's not the only one that believes that, too. Uh, she's, you know, there are a lot of people that, you know, has that whole elections have consequences. Which is true, but you don't know the circumstances behind why states are voting certain ways or whatever. Remember, Wisconsin went red in 2016 because Wisconsin felt neglected by, you know, the Democratic Party that pretty much avoided them completely, just assumed they were going to vote blue. There are parts of the United States that Biden didn't visit at all during his campaign, which included South Texas. So South Texas felt a little slighted and ended up voting more for Trump than what was previously anticipated. This is a large country. But despite that, this is a large country full of people that deserves respect, deserves attention, and deserves for their needs to be catered to, or at least, you know, for their requests to be at least listened to. And I think, you know, the East Palestine is just a, you know, is a consequence of the way politics is being built and discussed and run the the you know there will be more of these Palestine incidents and there were and a fun one fun final fact about the media on this story is it's funny how you know something does not get reported on as often until the first incident drops and garners that attention so like with all the balloons that suddenly merged out of nowhere all over the United States map after that first balloon when it turns out that these balloons have been existing for a very long time and there's a very good chance that China had been spying on us through these balloons since the Trump years 
where I personally don't believe there's you know that that the Chinese are spying through us through balloons when satellites exist when China has a pretty powerful space program and could probably spy on us through that when Google exists Google Maps exist so I don't believe that but I believe that you know there have been weather balloons there have been a lot of balloons during the Trump years but it didn't get that attention because we were focused on other stuff. But now under Biden, that first balloon popped up and all of a sudden everybody's looking at the skies. There were train derailments left and right during the Trump years, partially because of the rollback on, you know, on the safety restrictions. But that didn't get any press. But now that the East Palestine thing happened, now there's more reports on all the derailments happening across the country. Even though this has been happening for a while... Lest we forget, there was like a terrible train accident that happened in Missouri. There are these brave Boy Scouts that deserve all the love and attention that they saved many, many lives. That story was quickly forgotten. As I've said, the news has been moving very, very fast because of social media, because of the way we consume content. And we forget. And sometimes, you know, media just chooses not to focus on things. And it requires more voices to be like, hey, we should focus more on this. And I think all of these things can be fixed if we fix the one major thing. And that is strictly the way we choose our presidents and the way we choose our elected officials. I think once you can do that, there will be more unification and the news will cover the country as it is much better than what's happening now. Hope you're all doing well. Have a good night. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.